When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Guys, today is a true test of whether I can just do whatever I want on here. Like, literally talk about absolutely nothing. And here's the thing. I, I'm going to say that I'm talking about absolutely nothing, and I think it's nothing, but it's also everything to me this week. And then also, I'm not sure if I should be talking about it. I think, listen, that's all this podcast is. It's just you and I getting to know each other better. Well, okay, I guess it's more one-sided than that, you know. But... I feel like when you know what somebody's like hyper fixated on, <laughs> it teaches you a lot about them. Okay, so I went down a rabbit hole this week. And like I, so Stream Rewards was this this past week. It just happened. It was super fun. It was wonderful. I have a lot going on right now, like in my business, in my personal life, it, like like everything. Like e- even right now, I rolled my ankle, cannot walk right now. Like there's there's always so much stuff going on behind the scenes uh, with content creators that you'll, you know, you'll never see unless they talk about it, right? Um, but also all that stuff is boring, right? I'm here to tell you the result. <laughs> so this past week, I was so stressed out that uh, I reactivated, I guess, like one of my like old defense mechanisms, which is escapism, which usually involves me packing my bags and saying I'm going to go somewhere. But I can't really do that anymore because, you know, we got work shoots, all this kind of stuff. And my brain came up with this funny thing and they were like, oh, my God, what if we do escapism, but we don't leave? Um, so your body is here, but your brain is somewhere over here. So. I guess at some point last week, I just came to like a breaking point and I was very, very stressed. And I started listening to this. This is, this is crazy. I think this is crazy. I started listening to this. Wait, wait, before I tell you, I need you to just walk with me here for a minute. This is so deeply personal and so weird, but this is like just what happened. I think it's kind of interesting. I'm prefacing too much. So I started going to the gym a lot last week, uh, just in like preparation for the awards. Like I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do the thing. And then uh, after the gym every day, I would do cardio. And sometimes when we're super, super stressed, we go back to like older times maybe. And so subconsciously, I didn't even realize this. Like everything is totally fine in my waking life, but I started listening to this old album um, from a band that it was released in 2002. It's called Commencement by Deedzy. Deedzy is an industrial metal band. Just bear with me here. So I start listening to this old album and I'm like, bro, this shit goes hard. It's heavy, okay? They had the song called Key to Gramercy Park. They did a whole music video about it. It was always on MTV. Personally, I think that they were supposed to be a spinoff of this band, Orgy, very, very popular after their album Vapor Transmission. I'm a massive Orgy fan. I am such a massive Orgy fan that like about a year ago or so, my like assistant manages my calendar and I had put in that I was going to an Orgy concert, but I just wrote Orgy December 12th, (laughs) my assistant has like access to my calendar. And like, what I love and hate about this is she didn't say anything at all. (laughs) It was just there in the calendar. Like, don't touch this day. 
I have an orgy this day. But it was the it was the band. I was going to go see the band. So I just thrown it in my calendar. Didn't think anything of it until the day after the concert when I mentioned it to her. And she was like, oh, my God. I didn't want to bring that up. <laughs> she said, I thought you put that in the wrong calendar. I'm like, oh, my God. Anyways, so I'm a huge fan of orgy. Naturally, I become a fan of Deedzy because the there's a slightly similar sound for its era. Okay. So they're a pretty popular band, like not massively big, but if you're like in the industrial scene, you might've heard of them like in the early 2000s. So I'm on the treadmill and I'm like going back to this band, listening to the song, Key to Gramercy Park, banger, absolute banger. And then the next song in the album plays. And I had never heard this song before. I swore I'd listened to Commencement, but maybe it just, the song didn't resonate with me at the time. And it's a song, it's kind of got this like industrial, but like kind of 80s pop twist on it. And I start listening to this song and I'm like, man, this is like a good song. I like this. I, I objectively like this. And I keep playing the song and I keep listening to it over and over again. This is where she's losing it. I keep listening to the song over and over and over again. And I'm like, something's going on here because this song is better than it should be for an industrial band. Because here's the thing, a, a lot of artists, I feel like in the industrial sphere, there's no formal training to make agrotech or industrial style music. There's no formal training to make it. And so this shit like comes from the heart. It comes from you listening to other like agrotech or metal industrial bands. And then you just like creating something and then you follow the rules of music, right? A lot of industrial music comes purely from the heart. So objectively, it's not always the best. I, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's not mechanically correct. But what was interesting about this song was it was mechanically correct. And I'm talking from, like, a, like a pop level, a top-tier pop level. There's some patterns in this song that you hear in, like, like high-level pop music. And I was like, why is this weird band, like, doing this correctly? I don't know if this makes sense, but that, I, that's, that's what I was registering. So I have to know more. So I start looking into this song. The song is called Mansion World by Deedsy. And I look it up and I'm looking at the lyrics and the lyrics are really, really, really weird. Um, the lyrics say something like, like in a mansion world, I'd like to know you. Or like it's talking about uh, this, this like mansion world thing. And it's so weird. And I see a couple of other words I don't recognize in the song. And like, remember, I'm on the treadmill. I'm just scrolling through this and I'm like, what are these guys talking about? Because if you heard me in a previous episode, I love to listen or look at people's art. You are letting me into your world. People's art is a combination of their experiences, present day, day to day, in combination with their past. Their past colors the lens in which they see uh, the, the things in front of them present day. I, I love looking at people's art. Everybody has art. Love it when people are willing to express it. Um, in a fun little way I can figure out. So I'm looking at this and I'm like, this is like so weird. And so I listen to the song, I look at the lyrics and what, how did this happen next? So I, I, I go back to look up the song again when I'm listening to it for like it's, I don't know, 30th time and when I Google the name of the song, this Reddit post comes up 
And then there's another word that I recognize. And uh, the the word in there, so this is the part that I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about this, but I'm not preaching this. I'm just letting you know the weird rabbit hole that I went into this week. Um, I find this Reddit post <laughs> and the, it's like a comment. And it, it got triggered because I had searched the name of the song. <laughs> and the Reddit comment, I, I don't know if anyone else finds this interesting. I can't wait to read the comments because you guys might be like, I tuned out after five minutes. Or you might be like, I... I don't know. I read the Reddit comment and the Reddit comment says, very matter of factly, there are seven mansion worlds. And I'm like, what? Like, what does that mean? Like, and and this person just said it so matter of factly. And so I'm like, okay, this mansion world is like a thing. Why is this musician singing about it? And I think my hyperfixation here is my work was so stressful and so busy and I had all this stuff going on that uh, I didn't have a lot of answers to at the time. And so I was like, I'm just going to divert over here into this little weird universe and explore what's going on here. And so I'm like, I don't know why, but my brain was so racked by this line. There are seven mansion worlds. What the fuck do you mean by that? (laughs) Like, There's one? What is this? So this subreddit it was, the subreddit was called Urantia. Urantia? Urantia. And I go back and I look, and I'm looking in the song, and in the song, they keep talking about this place called Urantia. And I'm like, what the, f- what is Urantia? So I start looking into it, and apparently, and I didn't read this book or anything, I'm just telling you that, by the way, I am 30% through the story. I'm not even where it lands because where it lands, like when, when we land, we're going to come back to a place that you're familiar with. Okay. So I'm taking you, dude, I'm taking you through the whole ride here. So I'm like, what the fuck is Urantia? So I start looking into it. And apparently uh, sometime between the 1920s and, and 1955, somebody wrote an entire religion out of Chicago and it's called the Urantia book. And so I was, I was like, if you look it up, it says Urantia is the explanation of all religions from man to God, something, something, something. And it's just a bunch of, you know, I, I'm, I'm out of the religion sphere. But as a person that had a lot of religious trauma in their past, I'm seeing the fact that somebody in Chicago can just write a religion and then go anonymous and put the book out there and, and it's got followers. I'm like, this is just fascinating to me, right? So I'm exploring this subreddit seeing what these people are talking about. Sorry, you rancher people. I was, I was reading your shit because I was like, what is going on here? And this is the part that also messed me up. This, this, this was the part that was weird and like confusing for me. <clears throat> the people that were talking about this, I think it's like a religion or something. Like they'll say like, I've followed the Urantia book or something. It's a very small community. What I thought was so weird when I was scrolling through the Reddit post is all of the people that were talking about this thing were incredibly articulate. I, I thought that that was the weirdest part because if you tell me there was some religion that a guy in Chicago made up in, in, in the mid-century and then just disappeared and left the book, I would think a bunch of like quacks are gonna like pick it up, you know? And who knows who these people are, right? But what I thought was so strange was they didn't sound delusional. They didn't sound like they didn't have jobs. They didn't sound like, they just, they sounded really normal which then made it even weirder. So for a couple of days, I was like, oh, I should, I should, I want to dive into that. I want to read it. I never, I never did. I never like cracked it open or anything. Cause I was like, I don't know. I'm just like out of the religion game. But now 
I'm still confused. So this band that premiered on MTV and has had a lot of commercial success, I can't wait till I get... The twist isn't that big, but it is a fun little twist when we get there. Um, this band that had a lot of commercial success on MTV came up out of nowhere in the industrial scene is making music that is uh, uh, correct, for lack of a better term, finding success, but also talking about these really weird concepts. And so I was like, who are these people? Like, there's something I'm missing. So I go back into the song, and I see the bottom. It says, written by the lead singer of the band, this guy. He goes like, uh, he goes by P Executor or something. And then some other dude. And so I'm like, okay, who is this other guy? Because my theory is that this is an industry plant, okay? <laughs> this, that's my theory. Like, that's what makes the most sense. An early 2000s rock metal, like, industry plant. So I go look, and the writer of that song also worked on a lot of really high-tier products, like, like, like a perfect circle. You don't just touch Maynard stuff and start writing riffs and songs with them and stuff, you know? So this was like a guy that worked on a lot of uh, high-level rock projects, and he was writing the song in combination with this guy. And I'm like, okay, how did these two get linked up? Like, what is this, right? <clears throat> So then I look up the lead singer of the band and I fucking realize, bro, it's Cher's son. Like it's Cher and the guy from the Allman Brothers band. <laughs> it's his son. So this is how he gets like all of these contacts. Like he's like playing guitar with these like really famous musicians. I mean, like mom can set him up on a whole bunch of stuff. It, he, he's He's got a lot of access to things. And I'm like, Oh my God, this makes so much sense. You know, Cher, you, you know who Cher is. Cher's angsty son, who's like the youngest son in the family. Um, because I was reading in an interview, Cher says like, she was saying, uh, it, it's hard. It's hard to raise a child when you're in the limelight. She was like, I, I did my best, but she said I, I could have done so, so, so much better. And so that that's, that's the result, which is this son. Hold on. Fuck, why am I drawing a blank on his name? How crazy is that? I know this whole story here, and I'm drawing a blank on what his name is right now. Elijah. His name is Elijah Blue Almond. So Elijah is the young kid, the youngest of Cher's sons, and she's, like, doing she's doing it all, and he's, like, a kid. So maybe, maybe he's not getting a lot of attention. He becomes, like, the super angsty kid, and he wants to start a rock band, and then mom helps him. That's what Deedsy was? Crazy to me. And, like, I've been a fan of this band for 20 years, and I had no idea. So I start – so I'm, like, okay, well, cool. I love this band. They're back. So I go and I look on their Spotify, and they had posted this song the other day. And it was a far cry away from what they normally uh, – what they normally post, which is, like I said, it's like industrial metal music. Uh, sorry, I saw the TV go out. Am I good? Am I in this room by myself? Hello? Okay. Is he still here? <laughs> oh, oh, he is. Okay, it was my sunglasses. Bro, okay, I... <laughs> 
I was just sitting here in this room and the TV flickered on and off. And I look over and the guy in the sound booth, I don't see him. And then I don't see my assistant. And I'm like, this is weird. I'm like going into like a K-hole talking about my weird week. And then I look around and nobody's in the room with me. I'm like, I'm dead. I'm dead. Anyways, I'm losing it this week in the best way. I'll be fine this week. Um, but so also... I'm too harsh on myself. I say that I'm losing it, but like in reality, I just have this weird story of being obsessed with a band that I was into 20 years ago. I'm fine. Anyways, okay, I'm not done here. So the band posted this song for the first time in 20 years. The last time they released an album was uh, 2006. I think six. I think it was called Phantasmagore. And so they put out Commencement in 2002. They put out Phantasmagore in 2006 and then just nothing for 20 years. And then they randomly released this um, this acoustic song. It's called uh, uh, A Portrait of Napoleon in Rags. And I'm like, whoa, they just released this a couple days ago. Well, this is weird. I play it, and it, I'm sure the song, it wasn't for me, okay? I didn't really care for it. It was just very acoustic. And I'm like, okay, hee hee, like, they must be going through something. And so, but I'm still here to support Deedzy. So I go... I go to their Instagram because maybe they're putting out a new album and I go to their last post and I was like about to like it. But one of the top comments was like, hey, are you pieces of shit going to give us a refund? And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, T? <laughs> what? What happened? <laughs> so I'm like scrolling through trying to figure out. So I guess what happened was two years ago, uh, they... They said they were going to release a vinyl, like a limited vinyl for one of their old albums. And it was like 50 or 100. I think it was like 50 bucks per vinyl. And so all these people pre-ordered and it sold out. And then they never put out the album. They never sent out the vinyl. And they shut down the website. And I'm like, guys, come on. You got to be kidding me. I, when stuff like this happens, because like I, because I, I sell merchandise too, and I have a person that handles it. I am so I'm just the marketing of the merchandise, you know, like the customer service emails, all that kind of stuff that goes somewhere else. But you, to me, you still have a responsibility. <laughs> You're scamming your face. Like that's that's what that that's what that. And I looked into this. The vinyl never went out, so I can say that it didn't go out. Um, and apparently Elijah, the lead singer, was saying like he was like looking into it and possibly it like trying to do something. But there wasn't much from that because it had been over a year and a half and the fans have had no communication, no refunds and, of course, no vinyls. And now they're pissed because Deedsy put out this random song a couple days ago. And they're like, hey, are you going to send your stuff out? And so I'm I'm over here and I'm like, well, are they going to send their stuff out? And I'm reading through more of the comments and somebody said, well, I don't think the I, th I don't think it's going out anytime soon if Elijah can't get the money from Cher. <laughs> it's like, oh, what's going on with Cher? <laughs> so I start, I start digging into this and come to find out, okay, so basically, you guys know the Allman Brothers band? I don't I can't name a song of them off the top of my head, but I, I know the name of them. It's a very famous band, plenty of decades, right? So Cher and the almond guy, they make, I keep saying almond, like the nut. It's almond. A-L-L-M-A-N? 
not almond. They come together. They have this child. And they got a lot of money, bro. They got between Cher and Almond Homeboy, they got a lot of money. And so, unfortunately, because, you know, the guy was a little depressed, supposedly he got into, like, some substance abuse issues. Now, Elijah says that he's been sober since October, but Cher is apparently, I don't have to say allegedly because it's, I, I read the papers, Cher's trying to put him into a conservatorship because he's set to inherit his dad's money soon, and Cher says that he's completely out of control and he won't be able to handle the funds appropriately so that's kind of what's going on now and like I was reading all the stuff about it and I'm like well everything Cher saying makes sense but also Cher she's got an image to uphold and she's very PR trained and then when you look on the other end of it this guy Elijah his ex-wife or something like that is basically saying Cher is like Kris Jenner, like she's a demon. That's what the estranged ex-wife is saying. And then Cher has another son, her oldest son, Chaz Bono, from her other, who's the Bono guy? Sonny and Cher, must be Sonny Bono. That son is like not messing with Cher right now. He uninvited Cher from the wedding. Like like Chaz, her oldest son, is about to have a wedding and he just like kicked Cher off of the wedding list. And Cher is like, okay, you know, whatever. Um, but she's apparently still trying to get Elijah into this conservatorship. And it's been a huge legal battle that's going on. And now that explains to me why he posted that sad acoustic song. Will they be releasing more music? Will the customers be getting their vinyl? Will he be put into the conservatorship? Who knows? Anyways, that's what I did all this week because I was super stressed. And now that I'm not stressed, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and also, it's so weird when you go into like a... I don't know. It feels like I went into like a fog for a week or so. And then Monday I woke up and I was like, oh, my God, I'm back. Like, I'm I'm back. That's such a fucking weird one, man. I should have known I was going through because I took like three therapy sessions last week. But that's what we're here for. I don't know if you guys know this, but my biggest fear is smelling bad. Like, I am obsessed with showering every day. My deodorant has to work because y'all know some deodorant don't be working. And I'm obsessed with perfume. But let's talk about the basics because at the end of the day, you need your deodorant. And why not try a little full body deodorant? Never be stinky again. Lumi can work for up to 72 hours. It was created by an OBGYN for our bodies to keep us dry, to keep us smelling clean, to keep us honestly confident, okay? That, there is nothing worse than being out, being at an event and wondering, oh my God, do I smell? With Lumi, you get 72 hours of protection every single time you apply. You can't go wrong. And look, I'm telling you all this. I'm telling you about the product, but you know, this is a podcast, so I'm going to give you a discount. You can get $5 off the Lumi starter pack, okay? All you got to do is hop in there, put in my code, Bose. I love that. It's just my name, Bose. That's all you got to do. Type in my name and you'll get $5 off your starter pack. I mean, look, why not give it a try? I'm telling you guys about this because I like Lumi and it's a deodorant that actually works. Because like I said, y'all know, 
some of those deodorants, they don't be working. Now, you can support the show and support yourself by going in and getting your order today. All you guys have to do is go to lumideodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. And use code Bose. You can thank me later. What else do I have going on? Um... <clears throat> I went to the Streamer Awards last week. If you didn't know, I was nominated for an award. I feel like I told most of my people this. Um, that was really sick because I've been streaming for over nine years. And I didn't campaign for the nomination. So it was really surprising to me that a bunch of people voted. Like I was, bro, I was literally at the mall I was looking for something. I was looking for some outfit or something like that. And uh, my community manager, Lemon, calls me. And he's like, hey, do you mind if I make a uh, an announcement in the Discord <laughs> that tells people where to vote for you? And I'm like, vote, vote, vote for me for what? He's like, for the streamer awards. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you got nominated. I was like, no way. I literally remember where I was on the escalator where he told me that. It was a very cute little memory. So I did a little com campaigning for it, you know, see what we could do. A lot of people voted. It was amazing. It was wonderful. We didn't win this year. But, yo, I got to, I got super dressed up, loved my outfit, got to walk the carpet, got to present an award, which is sick. Like, yo, I started... I started playing video games in my parents' like house when I was in my 20s. I never expected to get to go to like an award show. You know what I mean? Like it was like, I don't know if you guys saw it. It was like a legit award show. They went in on the production, bro. So that was sick. Um, thank you guys for nominating me and everyone that voted and watched and whatnot. I mean, that was like so cool, but I'm getting older. I don't, uh, I'm not, I'm not as social as I used to be. <laughs> I'm not. It's, it's so funny because I, like I said, I've been on Twitch for a long time and I know most of the people. Um, I mean, these are, these are my coworkers essentially. Like, look, I, I'm going to be real with you guys too. Uh, some, some streamer friends or YouTubers or anything like that. Sometimes we are friends, you know? Like, we, we usually have a small group of a couple, of like, friends that are in the content creation sphere. But for the most part, like, we're all co-workers, you know? Um, I feel like a lot of people online, they sell the concept that we're all friends and we all hang out. Like, no. A lot of times, these people are co-workers and we're, we're mingling together at a co-worker event, you know? Um, but, bro, I get anxious. I, I think... I'm starting to wonder, I'm like, do I have social anxiety or do I have a social phobia? Like, <laughs> I was doing the red carpet interviews and at first, like, I, dude, I got up there and I was like, okay. I was like, dude, yo, this is how you know you have social anxiety if you like slightly have to prepare what you're going to say, right? Because the extroverts, y'all just have it. Also, hold on. I'm over here saying the extroverts, like I'm not sitting here running my mouth for 45 minutes straight talking to a wall, a camera, a curtain, but also it's you. You're so much more than a wall, a camera, a curtain. Um, can you be both? Isn't there like a word for that? An ambivert or something? I don't, 
I don't know if I like that. I prefer from for a, a a trait that describes my personality. I prefer to go to the extremes. I pick introvert. <clears throat> as soon as I got on that carpet and I was talking to Will, I had like a vague idea of what I'm gonna say. I'm like, Yeah, I really excited to be nominated tonight. Uh, I'm gonna be presenting the award for best speedrunner. I'm wearing Mugler and. Uh, so happy to see everybody. It really warms my heart. Like, I have my whole thing or whatever. And then as soon as they were like, okay, and you're live. I just, like, locked up. <laughs> I just froze. <laughs> I did. But there's something. There's something. Uh, This is a weird job. I don't. I don't know if anyone will understand this. But, like, we. Because I think I think too much about stuff sometimes. But. There's sometimes where like I like I put out a video or something like that. And like let's say, you know, the video's doing super, super well. It's like in one day it's got like a quarter of a million views. Uh that's really exciting on one hand. That's amazing. Like that's my job, that's my career. This is this is freaking amazing. And then sometimes there's this little thought too of like, wow, it's so strange that uh a quarter of a million people are looking at me right now. There's something like, uh, like if if this is your job and you accept it and you're you're built for it, like that's that's you got you know you got it. For some people, that can probably be very uh, disorienting. Something that really got me thinking about this a while ago was I was watching the Super Bowl performance with Usher, and um, I I don't know how you guys I, I know it was a couple weeks ago. I don't know how you guys felt about the Super Bowl performance, but you know in the beginning we were like okay, kind of boring. But then if you're a millennial, it like picked up at the end. You're like okay, this was for me. Um, but as I was watching it, I was like, wow, this is really interesting. Like you know, thirty years of Usher's career culminates into this really amazing moment. And I was like, but how strange is it that a million people? are like looking at him right now or like, you know, including the stadium and just everywhere it's being streamed, two million, three million people. There's a, a moment in the world where three million people, their eyes are all on you and your job is to perform. Your job is to entertain and to perform. What a unique experience. Like it's, it's a, it's it's something interesting that I I think about sometimes, and I mean like you know I put out a YouTube video and a couple hundred thousand people will watch or will be watching it, you know. But the thought of everyone like the Usher thing at the Super Bowl like performance, just everyone in the world stopping in that moment and millions of people watching you do what you've been preparing for for thirty years is a uh, it's a uh, it's very interesting. I. I, I want to say it's like abnormal, but I don't know. I think a lot about that because on one hand, it's really creepy in a way, but then on another hand, it's so cool. It's so cool. And like for people that are that talented, like, damn, you, you've really earned that. I have so much, I have so much respect for uh, performers that perform like they're a machine. Okay. Personally, I don't think I, I, I do not, I don't perform like a machine because these are people like I've talked about it before, like the Broadway people or like in the Super Bowl performance, they are rehearsing a thing over and over and over again. How many times do you think Taylor Swift did her era's monologues? She was in the zone. She was a machine. And God, I appreciate that and respect that so much. Um, dude, I'm just a guy that's just coming in here and rambling. I mean, every week that you guys Watch this show. 
whether you watch it on YouTube or you stream it on Apple Music and Spotify and rate it five stars so I don't. That's right. Come out of your closet tonight. <laughs> I, I, I'm just... I'm just somebody that comes in here and just rambles about what's what's been going on for weeks. Can you imagine if everything I just talked about right before that, like that, that was like a rehearsed performance, and that's what you got. But I mean, this is what we appreciate more these days, right? Like, <clears throat> I was thinking about like celebrities and stardom in like the the '90s and the 2000s. Everything was very curated, and you didn't get much of them at all. Like, name a celebrity that you loved way back in the day or just in the past, like, 10 or 20 years that you wish you got a little more out of, like, interviews or, I don't know. Like, mine would be, why am I drawing a blank on names today? (laughs) The guy from my left foot. Why am I drawing a blank on his name? And also, if you know who I'm talking about, you're probably laughing so hard right now that out of all the amazing movies he's been in, the first one I pick is My Left Foot. Listen, it's raining outside today. You're getting the most raw form of me that you ever will. It's raining outside. I'm bumming it. I threw the hoodie on and the sunglasses. Why am I? See, I did that whole story about Elijah before and forgot his name. And now I'm drawing a blank on... What else did he do? He's retired. <laughs> did Gangs of New York? Why am I drawing a blank? No, I just got to look up my left foot and I'm going to scream when I see it. Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> the, the name that I forgot was Daniel Day-Lewis. See, Daniel Day-Lewis is somebody that I would have feverishly been watching like interviews, reading anything that I could from him. But everything was so curated then. Um, especially when you got to a level of stardom, we didn't have access to these people at all, like who they truly are. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because, you know, actually, on one hand, I I almost feel like it's a good thing because then entertainment was purely just entertainment. It was so curated to hide all the bad away from us so that we could just enjoy stuff and and now our entertainment has a lot of it's got I I feel I have an emotional connection or feel a certain way towards things and creators and different topics and stuff now and I feel like before it was just purely entertainment but I, I was asking myself like what's better the fake entertainment or the for lack of a better term, real entertainment, the more organic, the getting access to it. I think that one's actually better, getting access to people and who they really are and what their thoughts are because when we have more access to people's experiences, and yes, I'm going into an art tangent right now, um, it changes us a little bit, right? Like we, we can take little pieces of things that people say or do and we can examine it and say, oh, do I want to ingest this now? Whereas we may have never been exposed to it if they hadn't opened that, you know, access point for us. But I don't know. I, I actually, I don't know. I wonder, I wonder what's better. But it's also interesting because I feel like a lot of, there's a couple of mainstream celebrities that have like embraced the letting the audience in. Dude, you gotta, you gotta be built for that stuff, man. 
You really do. Um, you got you got to be built for that stuff, but it also makes me think. I wonder how often we would lose if if you had to be able to be a tank for the internet to survive in media these days. It makes me wonder if we would lose a lot of like really brilliant actors, um, because some of the best actors and musicians. Um, these fools are softies. They are so they're precious. They're soft. They they hold on to their emotions and their art, and they just want to perform or act or something. But now you have to add in this whole skill set of being able to handle you know public pressure and perception that may not necessarily match who you are. That's a different skill set than fucking acting, bro. So I don't know. It, it makes me wonder. Like, yes, I like that we're in this 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 era where we have so much access to authenticity. I like that. But I wonder if I'll be tired of authenticity in like two years, and I'll just want to be entertained again. Like you know, Usher in the Super Bowl performance. He didn't let me in. He didn't have a conversation. He didn't you know open up the doors. But was I entertained? Did he do his job? Absolutely. I guess my question is, like, what are we doing here? I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know. Where am I? <laughs> Dude, that's it for the week. <laughs> I, need, I need to know if you guys have any interest in these weird rabbit hole topics. <laughs> because I, I, probably, I probably have uh, – way more of these but I think nobody cares but I will say I think sometimes when I just get on and I talk about something and I really care about it I think it can come off as interesting so I don't know I, I, I I'm gonna need you guys to tell me but look last thing I'll say so this is where we're at so you're all up to date on my life okay I <laughs> I after the stream awards on Saturday so remember I was saying I had I have pretty bad social anxiety I needed to get out of work. Like, even though it is fun and it's a really beautiful event, it feels like work to me. It feels like I'm around coworkers. It feels like, I don't know. And then after, like, when, you're, when, you're, when you go through, like, a stressful period or something like that, I think it's really important to get back to your roots in a way to help you ground yourself, you know? And, like, what are my roots? I'm a goth girl. I'm a goth girl through and through, live and die by the sword. Um, and so I had to go to the goth bar. <laughs> <laughs> and bro, I was so stoked on this all week. I like I had I was ready to go on it. And the the bar I love, it's called Bar Sinister in Los Angeles. I don't mind telling you that because I'm not like there 24 seven. So you're not going to just like randomly find me. But that, that's where it was. Right. It's a sick bar in Hollywood. And uh, after the award show, we go there and I'm ready to just be with my people, okay? I need to be with my mole people. We're underground. The bar looks like very underground, you know? Um, and so I grab a couple drinks. I'm dancing and stuff. Dude, this was the highlight of my night that I was looking forward to. 45 minutes in, I'm wearing my big goth boots. I roll my ankle on the dance floor and I'm I'm a little drunk. So I go and I like just sit on this step for a minute and I'm like, I'll figure it out. And this guy's like, you can't sit here. And I'm like, oh, sorry, I hurt myself. And so immediately they get security over and like two guys carry me out of the club. 
And like, I'm trying to make sure that it's obvious I'm not like wasted. Cause like, how embarrassing is that? But like, I just couldn't walk. Like I fucked up my ankle pretty bad. And so they like take me to the front and they're super nice. And I had to like sign a waiver I, they basically said like I wasn't going to sue the bar and it wasn't their fault. And like, no, it's not their fault. Like I hurt myself, you know, my boyfriend comes up and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. what are you signing? What are you doing? Like, he's very protective of me. He's the best. Um, and I was like, I was like, it's fine. I was like, it's just that I hurt myself. And I did. Look, I hurt myself. And he's like, we got to go. So we left. We went home. Um, Sunday, I just chilled all day. I was like super hungover. Didn't do anything. Very nice time. The next day, Monday. I go to I go to stream. We, we had a great stream. We did a little longer one. It was super fun. And then I finally go upstairs, heat up my food, and I come downstairs. And I just crashed coming down the stairs again, bro. Like, I skipped six stairs. I went down like a brick. I screamed. I do not, I don't think I've ever even heard myself scream in pain before. Girl, it was feral, okay? I was like, I... Like, my boyfriend thought I died. Like, it was the worst. And, like, I'm not even being dramatic. This shit hurt really bad. Like, I don't be going down like that. So, anyways, I'm out of commission again. And I'm back. I'm present. I feel less stressed. We Hey, I just had a new show that launched last week. Maybe you saw it. I don't know. Go, go watch it, okay? Otherwise, I'm going to have a little freak out. I'm back now. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do this week. Go to therapy, go to the gym, and uh, make some podcasts, make some shows, hang out with you guys. You guys know I don't do I don't do anything. I'm at home. I hang out with my cat. Very occasionally, rarely, go to events, and I hang out with my boyfriend. And then I just talk to you guys. That's why whenever I'm on my live stream, and I'm like, I have so much fun hanging out with you guys. I mean it because I don't hang out with anybody else. It's literally just you guys. Are you parasocial or is it me? I don't know. I'll see you next week. I don't know if you guys know this, but my biggest fear is smelling bad. Like I am obsessed with showering every day. My deodorant has to work because y'all know some deodorant don't be working. And I'm obsessed with perfume. But let's talk about the basics because at the end of the day, you need your deodorant. And why not try a little full body deodorant? Never be stinky again. Lumi can work for up to 72 hours. It was created by an OBGYN for our bodies to keep us dry, to keep us smelling clean, to keep us honestly confident, okay? That, there is nothing worse than being out, being at an event and wondering, oh my God, do I smell? With Lumi, you get 72 hours of protection every single time you apply. You can't go wrong. And look, of course, you know, I'm going to give you a discount, but it's the discount off of the best sellers starter pack. Wait. And look, I'm telling you all this. I'm telling you about the product, but you know, this is a podcast, so I'm going to give you a discount. You can get $5 off the Lumi Starter Pack, okay? All you got to do is hop in there, put in my code. What's my code? All you got to do is hop in there, put in my code, Bose. I love that. It's just my name, Bose. That's all you got to do. Type in my name, and you'll get $5 off your Starter Pack. I mean, look. Why not give it a try? I'm telling you guys about this because I like Lumi and it's a deodorant that actually works. Because like I said, y'all know, 
some of those deodorants, they don't be working. Now you can support the show and support yourself by going in and getting your order today. Let me give the URL. That's lumideodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-R-D-A-I-N-T. <laughs> T O R A N T. All you guys have to do is go to lumideodorant.com. L U M E D E O D O R A N T.com. And use code Bose. You can thank me later. <sighs> okay, she's in there. Um. Oh, you want to see the sign-off script, or did you say goodbye? Sign-off script. What? What is it? Oh, uh, another like hey thanks. It's been. Oh, you did. You did. I think I did a. I I I outro a little. The last edit was just like there was none, and so I had to make the editors create one because it was like let's just keep that. God bless you. Amazing. Oh my god, right? We're done right at one. I'm gonna see if my um driver's here. Your driver's here? Jordan? Very good. Hello. Oh, I got it. I'll make it. What a funny little episode. Come on, my guy. Come on down.